Today is Tuesday, October 10th, and in the Middle East, the Israel-Hamas war intensifies. So how does this affect stocks and how does this affect our positions? Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. In this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Hardquarter. That super smart guy over there is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and we are real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And Mark, it's really super interesting. We, we have a war going on in the Middle East between Israel and the Hamas uh, that attacked Israel over the weekend and markets are shaking it off. It is interesting, Marcus, because this is typically uh, what you well what you ex would expect and what the markets do uh, tends to be uh, out of sync <laughs> when we have this type of geopolitical tension oh, or risk. There was an audio problem. Now it's better. Okay. Okay. Sorry about no, that. I don't know. It's still there. When you're talking, it's really, really scratchy. Maybe you could use a different mic. I don't know what I never had change that. that while you talk. Okay, I'll, I'll talk for a second. And yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So markets are shaking it off. Look at this today, a sea of green. The only thing retracing a little bit are energy stocks that have been soaring yesterday. So the US markets are shaking off these concerns in the Middle East there and saying, well, doesn't seem to affect us here. And uh, this is really, really surprising because usually when these things happen, we see that the VIX is exploding. And uh, I mean, we even saw yesterday markets finished higher and the VIX is down again from uh, almost being up to 21. This is the fear index to now uh, just uh, below 17. So yesterday, looking at a five minute chart of the S&P 500, we see that after the news broke that over the weekend, uh, Israel was attacked by the militant Hamas group. Uh, markets opened lower and then at first we're trying to figure out what's happening and then decided to rally. Mark, you and I, we talked about this and we, we said that based on Friday's close and based on last week, we expected markets to go up. So without this war breaking out, we would have expected market to go up yesterday. Exactly. And I, I think that's what we're seeing with yesterday's gains and today's gains. Uh, add a little more to the mix there if we didn't have those tensions in the Middle East. But honestly, what we typically experience is that when there's news like that, there's an immediate knee-jerk reaction because of the uncertainty. So it was no surprise that crude oil spiked and you had defensive stocks like Northrop Grumman uh, just shooting higher. Uh, but then you see that that subsides uh, after the initial reaction. Yeah, and I mean, even the, the first reaction, I mean, you, you mentioned a knee-jerk reaction, wasn't really there. I mean, yesterday we opened half a percent lower and was shaking off. I mean, you're absolutely right. With crude oil, it was a different story because crude oil, if you look at a five-minute chart and uh, zoom in of what happened yesterday, I mean, this is where we opened higher and then uh, we're just at first on the initial shock, up, up and away. Still closing much higher today, pulling back a little bit uh, towards the 85 level. Yeah, and I think it just goes to, to show that 
after the pullback that we've seen, the markets right now, they they seem to want to move higher in the earnings season. Uh, we, we still have a busy week ahead, and, and there's some key data coming out this week, Marcus. Yeah, let's go uh, there and look at the economic calendar. I mean, it's, it's mainly tomorrow and on Thursday. So uh, tomorrow we have the core PPI or the PPI, the producer price index, followed on Thursday by the CPI, the consumer price index, and then also tomorrow the FOMC meeting minutes. And uh, we, we have a lot of Fed members speaking this week, and it seems that everybody has a different idea of what the Fed should do. Well, I, I think that most people have an idea of what the Fed should do, and that is keep rates the same. <laughs> That's what it looks like. I mean, if you're looking at the probabilities that uh, traders are factoring in right now, we see that in 22 days we have the next meeting. And right now it is 88.4% probability that the Fed will keep rates the same, which is also an 88.4% probability that you're getting a box of stakes <laughs> because you're winning the bet. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because it shows, if we look at the upcoming probabilities, Marcus, it shows that investors, traders believe that the Fed is likely going to cut in June. But if you actually look at the probabilities, uh, with, at the full probabilities, the total probabilities below that chart, it shows that right now, uh, investors are believing that the Fed is going to cut in May. So Yeah, and I mean, that is a surprise. And uh, you see also the amount of cuts have increased. I mean, the Fed was very clear and said next year, right now, we are planning to cut rates two times. And traders say, nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. We, yeah. we don't buy it. I, I mean, we're cutting rates three times. And uh, so this is what we are seeing factored into the Fed funds futures right now, what Fed funds futures traders are expecting. And um, it's, it's really super interesting to see. So, I mean, tomorrow, the meeting minutes, I think they could move the market uh, just because this is where we get a better insight of what the Fed has been discussing during the last meeting and uh, how unified or how, um, I don't know, not unified they are. So we'll, we'll see tomorrow. Definitely an interesting day. I agree. I agree. I, I still think the folks will be more on PPI, but uh, you never know. Uh, Fed minutes could be a wild card. Yeah. Well, and then we also have earnings season kicking off. And uh, I mean, today we had Pepsi reporting earnings uh, before the bell. Uh, then we also have uh, on Thursday, Delta Airlines, uh, Walgreens and Domino's. But then on Friday, the big one will be the banks, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, BlackRock, Citigroup and PNC. But uh, going to, to Pepsi, I mean, Pepsi delivered a little bit of a surprise. They did, Marcus, and it is interesting because if you actually look at, uh, at I, Marcus, go back to the earnings analysis tool that we have yep. and look at Pepsi. Yep. Because look at go. that. Uh, earnings per share beat typically at least the last 12 quarters. Overnight probability typically goes up. Uh, price on the seventh day typically higher. Oh, sorry, Mark. Uh, we have the static. The static just came back. Really, yeah, what just we were talking, and it's still there. I heard on you too. It's it's weird, but now it's gone. I don't know. It's it's at this point there. I don't know if it is me or if it is you. So I mean, I'll just keep the discussion. So that's why our earnings analysis tool that we use here is is really really 
helpful because we see that overnight we're expecting uh, Pepsi to go up. However, the price move reaction on the seventh day, only eight out of the four quarters. So could be that there is a little bit of a pullback. And uh, this is where if we are looking at Pepsi and seeing what it does today. So let's zoom in a little bit and uh, let's actually go to a five minute chart. We see that Pepsi opened higher right now up one and a half percent. And uh, then uh, we, we might actually move lower. I mean, Pepsi lost significantly so far this year. I mean, for the for the year, um, Pepsi is down 9.3 uh, percent at the same time when the S&P 500 is up uh, around 15 percent. Um, I can't remember where are we right now. I mean, with with the markets whipsawing around like this, uh, let me just check where the S&P is right now. It is up 13.4 percent. Yeah, anyhow, super interesting. Let's see how your mic is doing, Mark. All right, is that a little bit better? Much better, much better. Strange, strange. I, I don't know if that, well, hey, we'll say it's on my end. <laughs> <laughs> Could be on mine. All right, so let's take a look at our positions and see how our positions are doing today with an update in the markets. And uh, with an update in the markets, so are our positions. CSIQ having a phenomenal day today. So CSIQ today up 4.7. And this is basically because today we also see interest rates. I mean, oh, wow. They're a little bit higher now. They were falling earlier. Uh, but it seems that uh, we are creeping up here again. But uh, it seems that overall, yeah, we are on a daily chart. I mean, CSIQ is reacting positively to whatever is happening. And I'll take it. Absolutely. That looks good to me. I mean, I, I felt like we could be seeing a bit of a bottom there. Nice to see an update for CSIQ. Yeah. Devon Energy. So this is a position that uh, I entered last Monday. I sold the 45 puts and I got assigned on Friday. And this is where yesterday I sold the 45 calls against it. And this is looking good. I mean, right now trading at 46. If this holds up, I will be called away. Uh, just collecting the premium from selling the puts and selling the calls. And I'm absolutely fine with this. However, I do believe as we see crude oil retracing a little bit more that this might actually go towards 45. And if so, I'm willing to roll and stay in uh, in De Devon Energy for another week. Yeah, if I was in the same trade, I agree. I'm extending it another week if possible makes sense. And we just have to see where it ends up. Yeah, it's way too early on a Tuesday to roll. We can take a look at this on Thursday. Thursday and Friday are usually the best days to roll. And uh, by then, we also should have a better idea where we might end up on Friday. Because right now, uh, if we look at the expected move here, um, it can be anywhere, right? I mean, we, we see that uh, based on the expected move, it could go up to 47, 46, could go down to 44, 66. And the closer we get to the end of the week, of course, uh, the the narrower these ranges and uh, the, the easier it will be to see where most likely we'll end up on Friday. Friday. All right, moving Absolutely. on. NEE, Mark, what do you think about this? NEE also having a really good day today, up 3.4%. Again, can't really complain there. It looks like Sorry, static a lot is of... back. <laughs> and again, could be me, could be you. So I'm just letting you know. So NEE right now, uh, up 3.4%. I mean, still, uh, we, we said it uh, in the pre-market show here before we got live. Uh, well, only, uh, what, uh, $19 to go <laughs> before we can start selling calls. But uh, this is where we can also see 
If this stabilizes at this level, we might actually look into possibly flying a rescue mission. I mean, we just want to see before we fly a rescue mission that first of all, the stock is down around 30% and that we are seeing a bottom here. And uh, I mean, this is where the last three or four days are not enough for us to consider, oh, we have found a bottom here, so we want to see a few more days. So probably not thinking about a rescue mission this week, but maybe next week or the week after. So we will see. We also have 17 days to earnings. So this might be another good catalyst that uh, that helps us out here. That's the plan. Good. Hey, you're good. You're back. Okay. PNC, another one that's rallying today up 2% and I'll take it. I mean, PNC, um, we are still in this range and we want to break above this 128. PNC reporting earnings on Friday. So we will do a more detailed earnings analysis uh, probably on either tomorrow or on Thursday looking into this of what to expect when they're reporting earnings Friday before the open. Yeah, hanging in there, liking what I see. Yeah, good. And then we have UPS. Uh, UPS also having a good day today, up 1%. So far, UPS definitely has found a bottom here, uh, but this is where we don't need to fly any rescue missions. You got assigned at 165. I got assigned at 157.50. So um, we, we are good here. I could sell calls today and get my 30% annualized. I'm more interested in selling calls between 160 and 162, preferably at 162 to participate a little bit in the up move of the stock. Because I do believe that once UPS breaks above the 157.50, that it could easily go up to 162.50. And that's what I'm looking for. I agree. I, I think that range is important. It does look like we found some support there, a break to the upside, and this could really move so for, to benefit both of us. Yeah. All right. And then you have your Goldman Sachs trade that uh, you did last week. You did not Devon Energy. You decided to do Goldman Sachs and Goldman Sachs also this morning, nicely up here. I mean, up 1.2%. Uh, you got assigned, help me out again, 312.50. 312.50. At three twelve fifty, and uh, you sold calls against the three to, uh, against your shares yesterday. I did got some real nice premium there, and I, Goldman Sachs is solid. Liked where it was trading. Happy to own it at three twelve fifty. With earnings coming up next week, I am interested in letting these shares get called away. Uh, so it's something that I am being mindful of, not really interested in rolling like I would be if I were in Devon as an alternative. Yeah. Are you interested in closing this whole position? So meaning uh, buying back the calls and selling it on Thursday before all of the financials because we have JP Morgan uh, reporting. We have a few other. Is this something that you're considering? So. We can close an entire covered call at 90% of the max profit. So that's factoring in the cost basis of the call that was sold and the, the premium there on the option. You know, if I was 90%, I would absolutely be- Sorry, man, the static just came back. <laughs> Let's try again. I would be open to that, Marcus, but I, I don't feel like I need to panic here and make a a knee-jerk reaction. I, I'm not too worried. All right. And with that said, we probably will not let you speak again <laughs> because it's either on my end or on your end. The, the static just came back. 
anyhow, so we'll take another look at the markets of where we are right now, what our positions are doing here. And if you find this helpful, if you're walking you through our positions, what we are thinking, what we are doing, what our plan is, give us a like. We really appreciate all of the likes that you're coming in. And if you feel that others can benefit it, feel free to share this video. And uh, with that said, let's see of what's happening here right now with the uh, markets. Oh my gosh, the S&P, look at this shaking everything off, rallying today up a point, uh, a percentage almost. The Dow up three quarters of a percentage and the Nasdaq being the strongest one up 1.15%. The VIX, the fear index down right now, 6% for today. And uh, we see that pretty much all of uh, the positions that we just talked about are now in the green. So overall, uh, a pretty good day. Let's see how this continues, especially with the super important PPI tomorrow being released, uh, followed by the CPI. So uh, this is where hope that you are with us here. If you enjoyed the show today, again, give us a like. If this is your first time here, consider subscribing, hit the little notification bell. This way you get notified whenever we go live. And uh, we'll figure out the static on Mike's Mark to see if it is on my end or on his end. And we'll be back tomorrow. So don't miss that. Happy trading, everybody.